Good Monday morning, everybody. I'm Janet Rose. And you know what? A little respect can go a long way. And we've got a, a guest on the line now that I do respect a lot. Marco Galbraith joining us from T4 Tactics. Good morning, sir. When you said that, I didn't think you were going to go to me. <laughs> well, when you said I respect this guy. Wait, wait a minute. She's not talking. To, I'm not. I must not be going on now. Well, you've been <laughs> you've been very good today. Uh, of course, I this is the first time I've talked to you, so there's a little bit of that going on. Uh, no, right. the reason I wanted to play that song is because a little respect can go a long way, can it? It really can, and that's what de-escalation is all about. De-escalation techniques when we when we find ourselves in a problem or a confrontation, yeah. respect. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's what we want to do is we want to, re- you know, we got to tuck our ego, we got to control the testosterone, and we got to respect people and start de-escalating it so we can go home at night with our own blood in our body and right. put our head on our own pillow. It's, it's all about survival. It, it doesn't it is. matter. It's, it's okay to, to walk. When the time is appropriate, it's okay to walk away from a fight. It's perfectly all right. And here's the thing, um, when we talk about giving respect, sometimes when you're trying to de-escalate something, you're giving respect to somebody who doesn't necessarily deserve it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think one of the things we're seeing with the criminal justice system now is the, the bad guys don't fear the police, the criminal justice system, or their victims anymore. And so we've got to change that on so many different levels that... Mm-hmm that they've got to understand that there's consequences for what they do. But that's that fine line of figuring out, do I de-escalate, tuck my tail and run, or am I in a situation where I'm going to have to fight? Because sometimes the bad guy is, you know, sometimes they're not going to de-escalate. They won't let you. It's, right. they're, you know, they're, they're hell-bent on fighting or, uh, or, uh, or attacking. And that was like the situation the with, the, uh, with the woman in Chicago who's, um, who was attacked in her own building? I mean, she. Right. She. Did you see that video? Uh, I haven't he, seen that one yet. Okay. Well, basically, and and I'm I'm watching that going. Marco would be just completely cringing, and I'm sure this yeah. lady thought she was safe. There was a keypad. You couldn't get into the building without a keypad. But when she she hit the keypad, she swung that door open wide, and it was slow to close. So she yep. steps in. She's not paying attention to anybody that's behind her. She goes over to check her mail. Well, that door's closing so slowly that that guy slips in right behind her. She has no clue. Uh, yeah, not not good. And that's why we're talking about situational awareness. We had two incidents occur this weekend in Windhurst. One at a very busy restaurant on a Friday night, and then another in the afternoon on Sunday uh, a stabbing between two girls. Yeah. I, I think the stabbing last night sounded like it was domestic, uh, but For still, sure. um, yeah, from what I heard, it was across the face, the neck and the legs. Yikes. Um, and so that, that sounds like a targeted, uh, attack. You know, are they going after an artery? Is it, you know, is it mm-hmm. attempted murder or I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that, but when you hear face, neck, and then leg, uh, yeah, makes why you did that, yeah, why did they target those those very vulnerable areas um, of the body? Right. And right. then, uh, of course, the iron and ale was a uh, was an absolutely horrible, horrible event. It and, was, and and there were, of course, there were a lot of restaurants in that area too that had to go right. on shutdown. Right. Yeah. 
I'm glad they caught him. But you know, we. But he was we free for talked, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, he he was, um, and he, he he's got a criminal history, so he knows what to do. He's he's prepared, you mm-hmm. know, just like we have to be prepared against the bad guy. He's prepared against the police, and he's prepared against. Uh, the good guys, because that's that's his lifestyle, and so we've got to alter that lifestyle. What we have to remember is we don't want to get into a normalcy bias. Um, I'm sure Iron and Ale or an establishment anywhere that serves alcohol is pretty used to dealing with people that are unruly and intoxicated. Right. But we have to, we have to remember that each individual and each incident of somebody being unruly is very unique, and we have to. First of all, work on de-escalation techniques. And then once you become involved in a confrontation with somebody, you had better watch their body movements, body language, and hands. You have to watch the hands. Right. Um, well, it, well you know, one I, of the things... I, go ahead. I don't want to armchair quarterback uh, iron and ale, but um, again, watch the hands. It's hard for somebody to access a weapon if you concentrate on their shoulder movements, their eye movements. Bad guys always send out pre-attack indicators before they're going to draw the gun, before they do the robbery, before they do the attack. Humans send out pre-attack indicators, and if we learn what those pre-attack indicators are, that's where we start removing ourselves from that situation, start backing up, or grab this guy as he's going for that firearm. Right. Again, not commenting on the particular iron and ale incident but other incidents you know where people have drawn knives or mm-hmm. uh weapons or guns you got to watch those hands and like i said when you're involved in an altercation with somebody you've got to change mode to watch that body language watch the movement because they're going to project what they're getting ready to do and and let me let me ask you this um is it just me or are we seeing more attacks with uh knives and and other things other than guns am i is it just me am i making that up or are we seeing more of those we're seeing them but the media is not putting out half of the knife attacks because that doesn't fit the agenda of gun control but we're we're actually experiencing a lot of knife attacks knives are more accepted to get in and out of places they're more readily available and they're more common sitting around you know places where you eat and you can carry them in your pocket, a, a pocket knife or a buck knife. Uh, so, yeah, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of those uh, because of of uh, gun restrictions and felons can't have guns. Of course, that doesn't ever stop them. Um, right. But, but, yeah, there are we're seeing a lot of knife attacks. Mm-hmm. So where there's a will, there's a way. This is right. Evil doesn't stop just because somebody right. doesn't have a gun. Uh, one of the yeah. things I wanted to make sure that we went over this morning in light of the things that happened in Windhurst was when people go out to eat at a restaurant, what are the things that you need to absolutely be aware of when you go out to eat in, in a restaurant? Uh, or when you go out to the mall, people are going to be shopping yeah. a lot for Christmas. What are just some of the basics? You, you got to know, the first thing you have to know is you've got to know your exits. Go inside, look at the exits. Do, do the bathroom doors lock? Can that be an area of refuge? Where's the kitchen? Um, Virginia Code requires kitchens to have exits. So we know that if I can get to the kitchen, that's another exit to get in and out of the building. Fire exits, 
Um, a lot of people get locked into the only exit to get out of this building in an emergency is the way I came in. And so many people run to the way they came in. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of other exits. But we have to watch things. For instance, let's, let's go back to iron and ale and not talking about that particular incident. But if you're in an establishment and you see management or a bouncer starting to have an altercation with somebody, that's where you need to pay attention to that. Maybe you should start moving towards the exit. Right. Or maybe you should start bringing up your defensive tactics or awareness because if it goes bad like it did mm-hmm. what's to say that this guy this guy this this loser who shot uh tyler what's to say he doesn't barricade himself and start shooting other people right so so that's the thing. The same thing with this uva shooting i don't have any information i don't know if it was an active shooter or just a uh, a disagreement but i would imagine that that if it was a disagreement or an argument in that parking garage it started going bad Right. When it starts going bad, back up and get out of there. Um, and and a lot of times people will just sit and watch, or they'll get out their phone. And oh, they gotta yeah, record that's it. the one that drives no, me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is the time to recognize, look, something's going bad. Let's get my family, and let's start moving out of the exit. And, and if nothing happens, you come back in, you finish eating. But mm-hmm. if something does happen, you're way ahead of the ballgame. So we have to know our surroundings. that. When something really goes sideways, the time to know your exit has since passed. Right. That time is that time is gone. You're going to have tunnel vision, audio exclusion. So now you're not going to see the exit, and you're not going to hear people yelling to you to go to the exit because your body is throwing you at 200 beats a minute. Mm-hmm. You're getting you're getting really really goofy. Right. And so exactly. you're going to lose a lot of your cognitive thinking and. And if you don't have a plan, you're not going to think of it at 200 beats per minute. That time mm-hmm. has passed. Right. And we got to remember also that people are not going to perform how they think they're going to perform. I, I hear concealed carry people all the time. Well, I'd stand up and take that guy out. Yeah. You probably won't. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going. You're probably going to freeze. And nor and nor should trained, you necessarily. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And unless you've trained extensively, you're probably not going to meet your expectations. Right. Well, about a, a minute left. One of the things I thought uh, I, I was really impressed by this weekend is you had somebody step up and actually gave some uh, sponsorships for your situational awareness classes. This is a class that everybody should take. Um, and tell us, uh, you know, how people can find out more if they want to take those classes. And maybe there's some businesses out there that would like to do some sponsorships for that. Yeah, I've got two businesses now that are stepping up. I don't want to announce them now because we're still in the planning right. stage, but I've got two businesses that, have, that are stepping up to pay for people to take this situation awareness class. Yeah. I think I'm going to run it. I was, didn't have plan. I think I'm going to run it Wednesday and Thursday evening, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be free, and, yeah. and you can't beat that. I'll, I'll make yeah. up the difference to make it free, but responding to what happens in our area, I always like to do something free for people that can't afford personal safety. Right. Let's make something for free. So I think if you if they watch my social media pages, I think Wednesday and Thursday, um, we're going to do a, at night, 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., we're probably going to do two free situation awareness classes, two and a half hours. Fantastic. It's an eye-opener, and we're going to talk about what we're talking about today. Great. It's, uh, it's T, the number uh, T, the letter T, the number four, tactics.com. We'll put something yep. up on our uh, Facebook page. Marco, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks. You guys have a good day. Thanks.